0: I'm Amber, welcome to Politics But Make It Fashion. Come interview with me. 72 Hours of Hell, My Time in the VA is out now on Amazon. This short story is about my time being in the Veterans Affairs Hospital on a voluntary 72-hour hold. This journey through involuntary hold was marked by humiliation, broken promises, and a profound sense of vulnerability. My path towards seeking help was extremely challenging. Despite the setbacks faced, I hope my journey will lead other veterans and anyone else facing mental health issues to the care and support they might desperately require. 72 Hours of Hell, My Time in a VA is available now on Amazon Kindle. It's Amber Viola and welcome to another episode of Politics But Make It Fashion. Come interview with me. This week I have the pleasure of having a very old, old friend on who (laughs) I know you guys have heard myself and Chelsea talk about being in Bible college. Um, We went to a place called Master's Commission. It was in Illinois. Um, Some would say it is like a cult. Those sums are me. And, you know, others would say it's a discipleship program that is designed to bring you closer to God and to build a closer relationship. Um, There's a lot of rules and regulations in place while you are there so today i wanted to talk to my friend amanda about her experience and kind of what brought her to master's commission how it went and how she left and kind of how things turned out afterwards so thank you so much amanda for joining me
1: absolutely i'm so excited this is awesome
0: yes yeah so when we first got on here you started saying t- telling me what your roman empire is and yeah so i want to hear this for those of you who have <laughs> tiktok and then for those of you who do not have tiktok um there was women who were asking men <laughs> <laughs> if they think about the roman empire and like 98 percent of white men thought yeah. about the Roman Empire like at All least the time
1: once a week I actually you know? made actually I made a TikTok about my boyfriend and it got like over a thousand views like one of the like highest views Cause, like I don't know oh really what's on there and I was just like hey babe like how often do you think about the Roman Empire he had no idea I was recording and he was like yeah I think about it at least like once a week he's like we were literally just talking <laughs> about it five minutes ago and I'm like how he's like we were talking about having a Caesar salad he's like that's from the Roman really? Empire and I was like are you kidding me like, this is, like, insane. So It is insane. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I made a TikTok about that. Um, <laughs> and he has, like, the most views on it. And it's really funny. Um, but, yeah, my Roman Empire would be masters, for sure, was this Bible college that we went to. And I, m- the way I think about it is I go back and forth between it being a waste of my time <laughs> and something really good that came out of it because one, I met you. I met Chelsea. I met so many other people from just different backgrounds, different cultures. Um, We were able to travel. I never would have done so many of the different things that I did. I mean, we went down to you know new orleans to help out with yeah. hurricane katrina like how many people can say that they actually did that you know what i yeah. mean and like
0: that was one of i think that's probably one of the best things i've ever done in my life facts um, and so i we think... went down two years in a row
2: yeah uh, first oh.
0: year we went for hurricane katrina mm-hmm. and the second year we went down and did rita and katrina because oh, you were a second year yeah yeah so when we went down there like um we we took buses from Illinois mm-hmm. didn't know I could get car sick until then oh, um, no. that was a very long drive, but we took buses yeah. uh vans, I'm sorry vans down there
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we were down there for a couple weeks. they broke us up into teams and you went and were in different places and some people yeah. were say serving in a soup kitchen, yeah, some people were, gutting out houses yeah what what were you doing
1: we were gutting out houses so we had to be fully masked up um we were walking into houses um gutting them out cleaning them talking to survivors um walking around and seeing like do you remember like those big like red x's that told you like how many people lived in this house how many pets how many survived how many didn't um
2: if they it found was, bodies in there yeah and, it was yeah. such
1: an eye-opening experience, especially at the age that we were We were only 18, 19 years old when this happened and to witness something so like insane at this caliber at that age. Oh
0: I will never forget never in Kanye my life. West saying George Bush doesn't care about black people. I think Mm. that was red, red, freaking my head. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was a time, man. It was just so bizarre. I remember walking by and I remember our tour guide, we had like one day off and they asked us, What do you want to do? Do you want to go into, you know, the communities and talk or do you want to actually see what they went through? And we all collectively were like, We want to see. And they were like, I'm letting you know, like, I think you should have like a prayer session before because it's, 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 it's rough.
0: Yeah.
1: So you need to prepare yourself for sure. And we did. And, you know, we kind of prayed before we went and we went down and there was a car and a tree. There was a house on top of another house. I mean, the images are, are just rent free in my head. And I remember I never seeing,
0: like, tanker oil tanker
1: yeah on
0: like in the inland
1: yeah inland
0: like on the side of the road
1: yeah um, do you remember meeting back up at Walmart where we had that giant thing where like people can come and get like food or clothes yeah. or whatever and like yeah. you could see the water levels yeah at the Walmart like where it went up to like it was just such an eye opening experience. Um yeah getting I out people's was houses. Yeah I was You're definitely just, just throwing away all their stuff. And, and even to this day, even, you know, that happened when I was what, like 18, 19, 20 years old, even to this day as a 36 year old woman, you know, I still struggle. Life is so crazy right now. It's hard to live. People are like, how are we affording life right now? And and even (laughs) to the, yeah, we're not. And even to this day, I just think back at like, it could be worse. People could be gutting out my house and I could literally be completely and utterly homeless. And, you know, I always think back to that and it's like, I just need to shut up and I need to be thankful for what I have now and what I work for. Cause it was such a crazy eye opener for me. And that
0: was one of the, that was like the first thing that we did. Yeah. When when we we got there. Mm -hmm. Right. So what was, so what were you doing before you went and how did you end up there?
1: At masters? Um, So Honestly, I think back now, um, I went for all the wrong reasons. Um, <laughs> I really did. And it sucks. Um, but my backstory is, so my mom was a diehard Christian. She was Presbyterian and then she switched over to Christianity. Um, you know, I was born in the church. I was in Christian school from kindergarten to 10th grade, my parents shoved me in, you know, in the church, I basically lived there from Wednesday to Sunday.
2: Yeah.
1: And, you know, I did everything from drama club to the worship team, to the youth center to the kids church, I did, you know, kids camp and adult camp and youth camp and, and all these different things. I think my mom was just scared I was gonna, you know, end up living on the streets and we didn't really <laughs> live in like a good neighborhood. So she was just like, if I can just like slap the Bible in her, she won't end up yeah. a bad seed. So, um, we had these people in our church and I will never forget them. They were very like popular, like, you know, like the the people that you just know in church or anywhere you go, that's just like, those are the people And they constantly talked about master's commission. It was just the thing that everyone talked about. And their Mm -hmm. oldest son went to master's in Illinois and he ranted and raved about it for years and years and years to the point where our own pastor, like our own youth pastor, would talk about it. They would have, we even had a master, like a mini master's thing at our church for, it was like a weekend or like a week during the summer where people from masters from all over would kind of come and host at our church. They would tell us about it. We would do little classes like we had just to kind of experience what masters was like, um, which was really cool. And so, you know, cut to 18 years old, that was something that I really wanted to do. Well, July of me being 18 years old, just turned 18 July. My mom had passed away. And my mother yeah. was my life. She was my best friend. She was my everything. I didn't know what to do.
0: Shit yeah, and then you went in September.
1: Yep. Oh my god. She died in July, and I went in September. Oh, and I, did not I left. Know
0: it was that close yeah, together. I
1: I had left everything. Jeez. I rebe- I rebelled so bad. I got tattoos. I got piercings. <laughs> my hair was red. Uh, Your hair was a
2: red. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was was fire engine
1: red, and um, I was anorexic. No one also knew that either. Wow, Um, I was very. You know, there was
0: a lot of people in masters who were dealing with eating disorders. One of my roommates was bulimic, very severely during that time, and it. I had never been around anything like that and I wasn't equipped to handle it and I, neither was anybody at Masters. But oh gosh. That is, yeah, that's definitely a correlation somewhere in there because there's a lot of people battling that.
1: Yeah, like it was, it was crazy. Um, But yeah, so, and then I just remember not knowing what to do with my life and the people that I was talking about in church that were like those like popular people and her son had went, he would always talk about this thing called Halloween horror nights that masters would do. And it was like this extreme thing where they would have, like, it was kind of like a haunted house that you would walk through, but like, the hell house. Yeah, the hell house. They would have, like, a car crash or, like, a domestic violence or someone going through an abortion or just, like, you know, a drug addict. And then at the very end of it, they would have, like, a little, like, sermon and speech and, Stuff They've like talked that to... about
0: that on on TikTok. Yeah. I've seen people who weren't really? in masters, yeah, who weren't in masters, but who went to that, or who worked at them and no different way. things. Get and, out. Well, for a lot
1: of people, it was really traumatizing. Yeah, <laughs> um, and that was the point of it that they yeah, were traumatizing yeah. people to get closer to God. And I I solely went to Masters Commission because of that i was so in love with like i'm such like a halloween girly i yes, love, I, no. I worked at halloween um you know haunted houses for years and i went solely on that and of course doing something for god for all the wrong reasons bite me right back in the ass the year i went was the year they stopped doing <laughs> it. and i was like you've got to be effing kidding me right now are like are you for fucking real And I was so mad. I was, I was bitter, but I was like, well, I'm here. Let's just make the most of it. And that's what brought me to Masters was the hell house or Halloween horrors or whatever it was. And yeah. But then I got to meet all of the people that I know now and wild.
0: So how did you find it there? Like were, so for me, when I was there, I really, didn't feel like, it. um, <laughs> I tried to, like, how do I say that? People did not like me. I think there was a big, really? cultural, I think there was a big cultural issue with, well, one, these, it wasn't diverse at
1: all. It was less than diverse. <laughs> I think you were like the only black person there. I think I was one of two Hispanic women there.
0: Um, and I felt like there was definitely a lot of microaggressions and yes. a lot of just cultural differences um, mm-hmm. between us and and the people who are in the Midwest. So like, I, it, grow, it was hard on me from the start. Like,
2: I- That's so I,
1: bizarre that you yes. say that because I thought you blended in so well with everyone. I thought everyone loved you and I almost like envied you in a way. Like me and you, we kind of like hit it off really well with like me, you, Ashley and Chelsea. But, like, at the same time, I was almost, like, very envious of you. And I was like, oh, she's so popular. Like, she's so pretty. Everyone loves her. The boys love her. And I'm like, I, I just, I got to be this girl's friend. Like, I really do. Like, I don't know why I'm not her friend. I need to be her so from. funny. Yeah.
0: Well, because people thought that we had already known each other.
1: Yeah, um, and, we were just from Jersey. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, and and we were minorities, so it's like, yeah. oh my God, so people thought right off the bat we were, like, these best friends, and I'd be like, I really, yeah. I don't know her, like, I don't Yeah,
1: I'm like, I don't know who she is at all, from my can of paint, like, I just like her energy.
0: I was like, I don't, yeah, we're from the same place, so obviously we're gonna vibe yeah. kind of the similar, but.
1: Yeah, but for me going, um, it you know again I was dealing with the death of my mom, I was dealing with leaving everything behind, um, not knowing how I was gonna pay for anything. Yeah, not knowing who I was as a woman, someone coming into her into her own as a you know, a teenager, a young woman, and um, going into it, I was. I came from a bullied background. So I was very bullied. And I was like, I'm going to do everything I can to make as many friends and to be open and honest with everybody and to just show them who I really am as a person. And then. How'd that go? It didn't. (laughs) (laughs) We were bullied. Like, do you not remember them bringing me, you and Ashley into the office being like, you guys can't be friends anymore.
2: And, yes. and you guys so have like resting, yeah. Like, what? And
1: they're like, you guys have resting, bitch face. You're not allowed to stand there with your hands folded. Like, what is happening? Like, what is really like, what is the beef? Like, do you so not like ha- us because so we we're minorities? That- like,
0: what, is right? This? So, we a lot of us stood with our arms c- crossed, and that was a way that I stood my whole life. My whole like, life, I remember. Seeing my older brother play football and being able to find him on a football field because he stood with his arms crossed. Yeah. And they took that as you're closed off. You don't, mm-hmm. you disrespectful. hate God. You hate everybody. You're yeah. disrespectful. And I had never heard that before. Yeah. Never. You know, and I was like, what? Because I'm, because I have my arms crossed. Like, where am I supposed to put my arms?
2: Yeah. Just yeah.
0: hanging down at the side. Right. And I'm We're like, That's standing weird. for nine hours. Like, <laughs>
1: Like, if I stand with my arms down by my side, like my fingers get tingly. Like, that's just like weird. Like, ridiculous. Like, yeah. So I felt like we were very much bullied. It was very segregational, I felt like. Um, It was very clicky. Mm. Now, looking back, I am a huge, huge advocate. I'm sure you've seen my posts on everything for the LGBTQ. Um, and I truly think that they knew that Ashley was a lesbian and they just did not want us around her. Oh, they did. 1, well, they you were percent. a
0: lesbian too. Yeah.
1: Well, here's the I thing. I don't know I, if they I thought played in the I minors I never went pro. Yeah, right. So, like I for me, and I don't know how you took I didn't know what a lesbian was. I think I was so brainwashed, I was so secluded from the secular world. Um, because my parents were so scared that I was going to end up in the streets. I didn't know what a lesbian was. I didn't know what a gay person was. I was so sheltered and so blithely unaware of the world around me.
0: Well, because you have this idea of, like, homosexuality coming into it, being this very wild, yeah. crazy thing. absolutely. And not just, like maybe people just having a normal regular smegular relationship with right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so you might not just know pure like, yeah, gay people can just like hang out and yeah. not be banging I... next to you. Cause I promise you, they told us all the time, like gay people were just here having sex. Yeah. And
1: debauchery, and, yeah. And honestly. you're going to hell. Like if you're yeah. friends with them, you're going to hell. If you're a gay or lesbian or whatever, you're going to hell. If you are in a relationship with someone and you have sex before marriage, you're going to hell. It was like, It was embedded in my head that everything that wasn't of God or in a godly nature, you're going to hell. And I think we were just, well, I don't want to say we, but me. I was just so brainwashed into these things that I was so unaware of my surroundings. Because they thought
0: that you were a lesbian.
1: Yeah, and And... I had no idea. I had no idea. None. And I whatsoever. said,
0: I was like, I really don't think she's gay. I, maybe you should talk to her. And or... they never did.
1: <laughs> they never did.
0: Wait, you guys never had an open conversation about like, that's why we don't want you hanging out with her.
1: No, they told us that they want us to spread our wings and branch out and be friends with different people. And I looked at them and I don't know if you remember my, my roommate, I forget their names now. They were both like brunettes. Um, very, very pale white. they were both from Canada. Um, they were besties. They didn't talk to anybody else. They were literally like hip to hip. They walked together. They ate together. They did everything together. They never spoke to another person. And I said, what's the difference in me and Ashley being best friends with um, uh, with you or my two roommates. And they were like, well, we just want you to branch out and be friends with other people. And I said, we are friends with other people. I said, "Well, I was like, we just went to this, you know, someone's apartment to watch the brand new pilot of Grey's Anatomy. We yeah. go to here and we were just playing, you know, these card games that everyone's making up. We were just over here doing this. We were just over here doing that. What What are you talking about? I was so confused I would go to sleep crying
0: because thinking they would that tell me I was bullied that I was hanging out with you all the time we hung out when we were like at church right in there but when we were normally at our apartment I would go over your apartment and I remember we would watch I'm pretty sure we watch Grey's every week yeah but I think that was really the only time I was at your apartment because I didn't really feel very comfortable at your apartment
1: yeah. So, well, so I, didn't, I didn't feel comfortable in my apartment either. So,
0: girl. <laughs> so, like, I don't, I wasn't really, I wasn't ever there. And that's, mm-hmm. from, from my end, that's what threw me off about it was because, like, yeah, I, I was like, yeah, I talk to these girls. They're my friends. But there are a lot of other people, and I know exactly who you're talking about, who were together all the time. And they never had. A why is this it. different? Yes. Right.
2: It was,
1: I just always felt like it was very much, um... They just didn't, downright did not like me. I don't know if it was because of Ashley, because she was blatantly a lesbian. Now <laughs> they're looking blatantly, um, you know. Um, but yeah, but did you know me and her were actually, we, were, we actually ended up being in a relationship. We both got kicked out. So I'll, I'll tell you the story how we got kicked out. So um, we were secretly texting. Now we weren't allowed to text at all. And what made us start texting was, um, the, the death of, uh, what are the Katie? two girls? That, yeah, Katie.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, that was traumatic. no way that was traumatic, but we okay. were not speaking up until then we were not talking and I felt very uncomfortable and I wanted to go home. I ha- didn't
2: yeah. really talk
1: to many people and I I remember going up and asking a teacher, I forget who it was, and I was like, hey, listen, like we were both very close with Katie. You know, we hung out all the time. Is it okay if I just kind of go up to Ashley and just kind of console her and just like give her a hug? Like, you know, she's literally in the corner by herself crying and nobody's crying. No one's near her. They were like, yes, but don't linger. I said, okay, fair enough. So I go over, whatever, Um, I just remember, hugging and then she whispered in my ear text me yeah and then I walked away and then I sat there and of course you know I texted her and we changed each other's names in our phones. <laughs> right like I felt like this was like so secret like so dumb all right um, I was hanging out with do you remember Emily Snell mm-hmm. so I was hanging out with Emily the one night she was over in my apartment we were just hanging out chit-chatting and I went to the bathroom Ashley texted me and she saw the number in my phone. She went through my phone. Like, she went through my phone. Answered, And this was, like, a flip phone. So, like, you had to physically go through someone's flip phone to see it. And she opened it up. And she's like, is this Ashley's number? And I was like, oh, maybe. Oh. She immediately called the director. And we were kicked out. We had 24 hours to leave. Shit, you not immediately called the director snitched on us she sung like a fucking canary and we were within 24 hours we had to leave the premises both of us both me and ashley that was it we were done and we had what like six weeks left of school
0: oh my god yeah
1: couldn't even graduate yeah and so then i was like i don't know how to tell my family i told my family it is what it is. They were just, they didn't really care. Um, And then I went to live with Ashley in Indiana. And then, you know, things went how they were. And we ended up being in a relationship together. I moved home. I finally. How long back did to- you
0: guys date for?
1: I moved back to Philly. I was 19. We dated until I turned 21. And oh, it was wow. at that point that she proposed to me. And I looked and I, I said yes, but I was like, am I really a lesbian? I was a virgin.
0: This is so
2: wild.
1: <laughs> I was a virgin, dude. I had never been with anybody else in my life. I mean, I've had, like, you know, younger boyfriends that, like, 16, yeah, 17. Yeah. But they were never, like, serious. She was my first actual, like, serious in love relationship. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, she proposed when we were 20 that I was like, wow, am I really about to do this? Yeah. So then... um, Things kind of got crazy. We would fight all the time. Whatever. She ended up going back to Indiana. Uh, We, we like, you know, broke up. Um, I remember uh, I ended up getting into a relationship with this guy um, that I worked with. And on my 21st birthday, which is for my virginity to him for my birthday, and I knew in that moment I was not a lesbian. (laughs) And I've never been with a woman since. (laughs)
0: I think too, I, um, I definitely think you guys were trauma bonded.
2: Oh, for sure. And,
0: and I, and I definitely think that there's also, you can be attracted to people, yes. you know, and it, that doesn't mean you're going to be attracted to every woman out there. Right. But and I definitely think you can have an attraction to like somebody. Oh, one, and, and not 1, be technically a
2: lesbian. Yeah.
1: 1000%. Um, yeah, I, I have definitely noticed that for sure. Um. And again, I, Lord knows my, my relationships with men have not been the best. I've tried to be a lesbian again. I have tried going down that hill. So I like Girl, to say, right. Ooh. I've tried <laughs> and I've prayed and I'm like, God, you know, you, for me, it's like, listen, don't knock it until you tried. And I tried dating. I tried going on Tinder, dating women, try. trans, anything, you know what I mean? Just to find yeah, like a love, yeah. just to find a connection, you know, yeah. and I ended up hooking up with like another girl. Um, and I was just like, her name is Samantha. And I have the most, the most respect for this woman. She's actually engaged now. She just got engaged. Um, but uh, we have such a deep connection to each other. And, you know, we, we still, we're so connected on like social media yeah. stuff. But I, when we were like attempting to like hook up and stuff, I'm like, yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm trying so hard. And she's like, dude, I never thought you were a lesbian. I don't know why you were trying so hard. And I'm like, because these men, girl, these <laughs> men <laughs> got me crazy. But um, but yeah, so that was the story of me and Ashley. And wow. I mean, Ash, I think Ashley's engaged now. We would stay connected here and there. I think we're friends on like Facebook or something. Yeah. But, yeah. So that was how the things went with me and yeah. Ashley.
0: And just to like rewind a little bit, so when Amanda was talking about the death of one of our classmates, Mm, um, my roommate and Wendy, and yeah, my roommate Katie, and then another girl at the school who lived out in town with the family, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, they were in a car accident, and both of them died, and that was just
1: so traumatic, uh, uh,
0: so traumatic, and it was handled so bad. Um, I, and not handled. <laughs> I felt like it was just, we had to just pretend like nothing happened. Yeah. And that really fucked me up.
1: Um, I will never, and this is something that I resonate with. When someone tells you that somebody that you are close to dies, it is such a wild thing. So when they told me and my family that my mom had died, so my mom actually died in my arms and I felt it. I felt her soul leave yeah. her body. It was the wildest thing. Um, she ended up having a heart attack, died in my arms. Um, but we still, you know, called 911. They, the paramedics came, got her. We were rushing to the hospital. They brought me and my family into a little room and the doctors came in. They said, I'm, I apologize, but there's nothing more that we can do. The screams, the wails. The tears, the cries, the everything that I heard in that room will never leave my brain. I can still hear it today, and it's the exact same thing, just tenfold, of how they told us when Emma, um, mm. when uh, Katie and Wendy died.
2: Oof,
1: it was I the same, up. the same noise, the same sound. It was a, it's a wailing. Like
0: I, I, I've never heard that sound come out of my body before.
1: Right. It's and it is so and I will never in my life forget that sound. It's it is the saddest thing that I've ever experienced. Oh. It is um, the I, chills uh... that go down my spine. I don't ever wish that on anybody, and anyone who has experienced it knows that sound. Yeah. It was very I just remember, um Ooh, sorry, I just the got night before, Yeah.
2: Ooh.
0: The night before, Katie oh. wanted to go spend she wanted to spend a night at Wendy's house. Yeah. She asked me to go. <laughs> and I told her don't I told her no. Yeah, same. I told her no. Same. I was like Katie's mother, okay, it's fine. And, you know, my roommates were like, no, blah blah. It was a school night and I was like, mm-hmm. no, like and I just said, no, I don't, I was yeah. like, I don't think we were should go. I, to had go. A, I had a weird vibe yeah. and I definitely didn't want to go. Cause I wasn't ever trying to go to sleep over nobody's house. And <laughs> in the morning she didn't show up and yeah. I was calling her the whole time we were at prayer. The first thing we did in the morning, we had to get to the church and we prayed for an hour. Mm-hmm. And the whole time we were there, I was texting her and I was mm-hmm. calling her and I was walking outside and like, People were trying to gaslight me and say, Oh my God, <laughs> she's just playing hooky. And they're no, just and I that was like, Not no. Katie. That and I was said, not She Katie. would, I was like, She would have called me. She would have told me if she wasn't coming. Maybe she wouldn't have told y'all hoes. But right. like, She would have said something to me. And as a, the afternoon passed,
1: and she knew- was one to never miss prayer.
0: I knew she was gone. I just, I knew. I literally started cooking. And when I tell you, I probably made. 500 pancakes,
1: but you you felt it, you knew it. I
0: was calling every single staff member, and nobody would answer my phone call.
1: Mm, So, you were going through the motions.
0: So, I started watching the news, and I remember I had this very terrible laptop, guys. Oh, and God. trying, I was looking up accidents,
2: trying oh, to find God, out Amber.
0: what happened. And when they called us to the school, I you fucking knew. knew. And I wasn't going. And I was standing in my house and I was screaming, cooking my pancakes, okay? And oh. I said, I'm not going. I'm not going. Oh, they're God. not telling me nothing. Like, y'all can come find me. In the, and they had to drag me. I don't know if you remember this. I had a broken leg, so I had a cast. Yeah, I do remember. I had a cast on my leg. They had to drag me to the church. We get there. They put us in the room. And it I knew and I was just like, why would you tell us like this?
1: Yeah. They just especially the people that lived in her house. Yeah. They were just like, so there was an accident this morning, and Katie and Wendy died. That that was how they told us. They brought us all together. We were in a room, all sitting down. They said, There was an accident this morning. And Katie and Wendy. was it that was it and it was just oh god it was just it was tears it was crying it was emotional it was the saddest thing the most traumatic thing and then dealing with my mom dying and then that I was like oh you gotta be kidding me this is not like this is not okay not okay in the slightest and then it was it was even after them telling I couldn't be friends with you. I couldn't be friends. after so like we had like nobody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like dealing with this at such a young age. You know, I mean, everybody goes through death. Everybody goes through something traumatic, and you know, it, it happens. It's life. But man, they handled it so shitty. <laughs> oh, they wouldn't let. Uh,
0: they wouldn't let me be there when they cleaned out her room are you serious?
1: You were her roommate.
0: Yeah, and then they then they had the nerve to call me to ask me about stuff. Girl,
1: I... Ooh. Oh, no. I wish I would have known that. <laughs> the
0: amount, I wish you like, would have told
1: me that. I would have been there for you. No, I, and, been um, I, love, I love her family.
2: Yeah. I love
0: her family. I love her parents. They have been there for me through the whole rest of my life. I still keep in contact with them.
2: Do you really? They're,
0: so amazing oh and god, like me awesome. and me and katie would sing for hours and we would record ourselves singing all so they have tons of tapes of us singing together
1: oh my god and everything
0: like that and i'm glad that i have that you know and yeah them and everything but
1: yeah that they handled amazing. that real bad <laughs> um i remember one conversation i had with katie um and i will never forget it and um and we were in church in the morning because we had to be there, what, like eight o'clock for like no, eight to nine early. or something? Yeah, <laughs> too damn early. Um, and I remember I was, you know, doing my devotionals. I would like listen to music, read the Bible, do a devotional, quick prayer, nothing crazy. And I remember getting up with like, this one day and I saw Katie sitting in the very top, like the very tippy top, like nosebleed section. And she yeah, was because she colored- didn't want
0: nobody bothering her. Yeah,
1: she was coloring in a coloring book, and and I thought that was the weirdest thing. But I went over to her mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, "Hey, girl, what you doing?" And she was like, "Oh, I'm just coloring with the angels." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> She's like, "I'm coloring with the angels."
0: Yep, that that what that's her.
1: <laughs> like why do you, why do you say that? And she's like, you know, she's like, you know, Philly, because everyone called me Philly. She was like, you know, Philly, I just don't belong in this world. And I truly know that I belong with God, and with his angels, and with all the angel children. And sometimes when I pray, I color with them, because I know I'll be with them soon and I was like don't say that Katie I was like so she was very adamant about being a missionary to India she wanted to go so bad and she would tell me about it all the time and and I was and I was like don't say that Katie like you're going to you know get older and when you get out of here you're I know you're going to be a missionary to India and you're going to tell all the little Indian kids about you know God and you're going to be such an amazing an amazing woman of God when you get older. And she's like, yeah, I don't know if that'll ever happen for me. But, <laughs> you know, I just... She was
0: the first person that I met that openly had that depression, like diagnosed mm-hmm. depression as mm-hmm. as a Christian. Yeah. And that might sound a little weird, but like, you know, everybody was praying the, the depression away. Yeah, but you know <laughs> she went works. through a really, really dark, suicidal, depressed time in her life, and did you know she, she really? went to therapy. Yeah, and um,
2: and wow, she battled.
0: No idea. She battled with depression a lot, and she did not wow. want to be here. Wow. And um,
1: I never yeah. knew that you about know, her. She... I thought she was the happiest girl that I have nah, ever dude, met. She was dark. I loved her. She wow, man, she was that's...
0: very bubbly on the yeah. outside. She 100% was, but um yeah, she was dark and gloomy. Wow. And that's kind of what really bonded us yeah. together was that depression and mm-hmm. You know, not knowing what it was, because I grew up in a church and, you know, we didn't do therapy or medicine like that. You prayed, you read your Bible, and if something was wrong, then you had unchecked sin in your life. So that's why you're sad. You know, and she, her family went through that whole process with her and was very, you know, adamant about getting, getting her help. And I remember, you know, talking to her mom about it and stuff and how scary it was for them. Wow, On the outside, I like, having no a depressed idea. daughter all of a sudden who was who trying to, like, you know, commit suicide and stuff. Especially someone who's in a church and, you know, is seemingly doing everything right. And she was one of the best people I've ever met in my
2: entire life.
1: Yeah, you know, she, um, I will never, ever, in my wildest dreams, ever forget about Katie. Um, just her smile was so bright. It, it, it almost like she was like a magnet. You know, like we're just so attracted to her and her personality and not in like a sexual way, but I was just, I was so attracted to her and she, I just, I enjoyed being around her. She made me feel something inside. I I don't know how to explain it. Um, Like you said, she was very, very bubbly. Um, Yeah. And I think I was dealing with my own depression again, dealing with my mom's death and right. You know, and just being around her and just hearing her talk about the things that she wanted to do in life just kind of made my day a little bit brighter and a little bit better yeah. being around her. Yeah. I will never forget her ever in my life.
0: Yeah. When I was stationed in the last time I saw our family, I was stationed in Virginia and okay. they were coming down there and mm-hmm. they came to see me and And oh we had seen each other different times. I can't. I know they met Caesar, my little dog. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Did yeah, they meet her brother? I had Jacqueline yet. Yeah, they knew. Actually, Katie
1: loved Joseph. Oh, like, that's awesome. Loved him. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I loved him too. I remember when he came to visit. He was awesome. Yeah. He was. Oh, we so, always he have the best time. Such an awesome person.
0: Yeah.
1: He had that personality too that you were just like drawn to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: definitely he does. Yeah. That charisma.
1: Yes. Yes, and like it's like a charm almost. Like, I almost right. wanted to, like, be them. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that's awesome. Oh, my God. I'm so glad that you still keep in touch That's amazing. See, and that's, and that's also, you know, bringing it back to Masters. You know, if there was ever a genie that was, like, if you could go back and do something different, what would it be? I always think of Masters, and it's, like, I don't know if I would go back there or not, because it's, like, I've met so many amazing people but at the same time, like, was it really a waste of my time, or did I really learn stuff from there? Yeah. You know, like,
0: I I, I battle that all the time. I can't. I feel like it was such a waste of time. And you're the only other person I've heard use that phrase when talking about it. And that's how I really felt for so Amber, long. And I they, I really learned stuff there. Yeah. They,
1: you know, but at but the I, same
0: time, I could have done without those couple
1: years right they they put us in a class and told us how to be a woman
0: my name is Aria I'm 11 and I love to bake my mom helped me start cheese cookies and treats so that I can save money for my future and do what I like because well I'm too young to get a real job out here on my own When Amber asked my mom if I could make some dye-free cookies for her daughter, I started looking right away for options. While natural colors aren't as vibrant as artificial, they are much better for us and those with allergies. And I now plan to offer it as an option for everyone who can't have artificial dyes. I'm so happy I got to make this for a special girl's birthday so that she can have colors and still get to enjoy it. A dye-free cookie set is $55.
1: They sat us down and said, curl up with a nice book by the fireplace and do your nails. It
0: was called girls class, guys. It was called girls
1: class. And I said, It
0: it was as terrible as that sounds. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I said what in the fucking white Susie homemaker girl
2: is this shit girl I said,
1: curl up by the fireplace and I remember raising my hand I think I said what if you can't afford a fireplace
2: they just no me. they
1: were talking they about dis- brushing your hair
0: <laughs> okay at one point at one point it was like oh and you can like brush in your hair I'm looking at me looking at like, the rest of um, them
2: right
1: like I don't with our braids
0: like what am I doing? Like what Right
1: right like what um okay you brush your hair bitch like (laughs) like what I just I couldn't believe what I was hearing I couldn't believe what they were actually saying um and and I never so I heard you in the beginning when you introduced us um for your for the podcast and you said something that some people may think that this is a culty college and some people think it's a fellowship or, you know, whatever. And do you remember Trista? Mm-hmm. So I became really close with Trista. I don't know if you know that. Um, when I was like. Guys, 20... she has a story to
0: tell. I want her on here, too. Oh, you, need her. you I, need her. I gotta know.
1: Desperately. Yeah. You need her on here. She is such an amazing woman. She, she had, had an experience with story. master's. Yep. on her own end, mm-hmm. that was horrific. Yeah. you know, you, you need it. Um, yeah. I went, me, her, and this other guy for I forget so many people's names. I had the worst memory. Now I smoked too much weed. Um, <laughs> but, um, it was me, Trissa, and someone else. Um, we went. Uh, you know, we just like visited like a bunch of places. I remember I went to Thanksgiving with her one
0: year. I remember that. And her I family,
1: um, so amazing. Um, and then I was living in Florida when I was like 25 years old. I lived in West Palm Beach. And she was living in Orlando. And I remember I was going to Disney World with my boyfriend at the time. She messaged me and she's like, girl, you're going to Disney World. Because I like post on Facebook. And she's like, <laughs> I'm here. I have season passes to Universal. You're coming. We're, I'm going to show you all around my town. I was like, "That." So we go out and you know, we're talking, we're just like catching up. And I was like, you know, are you friends with anybody else from masters? Do you still talk to anyone? She was like, girl, that fucking culty college. And I was like, cult. What what, what do you what do you cult? I was like, that's not cult. <laughs> what are you talking about? She's like, girl, it was closed down because it was a culty college. And I'm like, Trista, that wasn't a culty college. That was just like a Christian fellowship program. She's like, Amanda, honey. That's a
0: are you still a hostage blink yeah or no? yeah
1: she's yeah she's like it was a cult they told you how to dress they told you how to act you couldn't have a boyfriend you couldn't have a job you couldn't have a car you were dedicating your life to they told you when to say god they told you when to sleep they told, they told you, you, when you when to the- get up oh and do you remember this this just came to my mind like 10 seconds ago that I was thinking about it but um when we were if you didn't clean a certain part of your apartment and you got like an F you had to get up at five o'clock in the morning and do a boot camp I ended up in the hospital for one of those I was so sick because I had to go to a boot camp I ended up in the hospital I ended up getting asthma because it was like February and we had to do like (laughs) 5 a.m. boot camp type army shit. And I'm like, what the? I was like, Lord, I know you do not want this for your child. Um, like, what is going on? Take and, this burden from me, Foster. Right. Like, I'm sorry for my sins. I do know what I do. I'm sorry. And, you know, Trista was like, honey, baby girl, that was a cult. And I was like, no shit. And it was kind of like. Like oh, one of those like wow moments. Yeah. Where I was like, wow, I went to a culty college. Mm-hmm. Like no fucking shit, man. And it wasn't until her that she said those words to me, and then I remember seeing some girl on TikTok, and she was like, um, "Tell me about a time you were at, you survived a cult college." I'll go first. And I was like, who goes to cult colleges? And then like, cut to now. And I'm no, like, what? holy
2: <laughs> shit, it was me. Like,
1: oh my God. I feel like I could get famous off of TikTok by just like telling people you my like, story it was of me. like, I was colleges. A cult guys. It was me. I'm <laughs> her. I am she. We are they. Like, yeah, I just never would have put the word cult. I mean, and so like when you went together. there
0: your first year, you Mm -hmm. weren't able to listen to secular music which means you only could listen to music that was made by a christian artist you couldn't Mm -hmm. watch any movies that were above pg-13 um and you couldn't talk to anyone of the opposite sex um even if they were just a friend you weren't supposed to have any connections with them I They really wanted me to cut off, like, my whole family because they just felt like they weren't good enough for whatever reason. What? And there was other people I've recently found out um in the past couple years that, that kind of went through the same thing. They were told that their parents weren't good enough or their siblings or whatever, no. and you're kind of forced to cut them off. And then when you're kicked out, so we both got kicked out, and um, you, nobody's allowed to talk to you. You're shunned. As Amanda yeah. said, you literally have 24 hours to leave. My whole family lived in the Middle East, okay? It was February. There was no heat in my house. There was no running water because we winterized our house. Mm-hmm. I had to drive 13 hours to get home. I yeah. was broke because we weren't allowed yeah. to have a job. So I had to figure out how I was driving. Oh, we were, we
1: were, we got $22 a week. Packing my
0: car. You know, and and then nobody's allowed to talk. That's when I kind of, I didn't know that going into it. But that, my first kind of red flag was like, that's not right.
1: No, not at all. You can't, they wouldn't let our
0: roommates come say goodbye to us and come talk to you. Couldn't talk to anybody.
1: Yeah, I was completely and utterly shunned. You know, they told Chelsea not to come see me. Yes, they told my roommates not to come. She came anyway. They said, (laughs) oh, good for her. Um, they told for everyone to stay out of our yep. my apartments and out of Ashley's apartment until we left the premises.
0: Girl, do you know how hurt my roommates were because they thought I just left and didn't say anything to them. They thought mm-hmm. I did that. And the fact that they let them believe that,
1: yeah like disgusting. they let
0: them believe that nobody ever stood up and said, hey, when they leave like we make we tell them not to talk to you. They truly thought I just up and and left and abandoned them. Wow, you know, and I felt wow. so bad. Yeah, I was like, dude, I would never do that and, to anybody,
1: right? And you know, again, now being a thirty-six-year-old woman, and you know, back then, I I look back on it, and it's like, I still have a very strong relationship with God. I don't want to. I don't go to church anymore, but um, you know, I pray. I do my thing. I do my due diligence. I have a relationship with God I don't want to say I'm Christian I don't want to say I'm Catholic I just I have a relationship with my God and right. that's how I am um I love witchy things and Halloween <laughs> things I've always been a very witchy person and you know you know I bro, that not watching
0: horror movies for that year was very hard for me
1: oh extremely <laughs> um extreme it was the worst year of my life um I, you know, we've seen some shit, girl, we've seen some shit and you know, uh, it was, it was very hard, very difficult, but now looking back on it, it's like that, how, how can you sit here and say, Oh, we are so Christian. We are so godly. And then you kick people out on their butts
2: yeah. and
1: with no remorse, with no help, with no nothing. It's just like, get the fuck out. You have 24 hours to get the fuck out that's a legal one.
0: And there are <laughs> like, people that literally leave and they don't have anywhere to go. Nowhere to go.
1: Uh, and nobody, you know? and they don't care. They don't care at all. They're just like, get out of our program. We want nothing to do with you. You're yep. a disgust. And, and nobody that talks was it. Again. Yeah. And, and that was it. And,
0: and you're almost so afraid. You're afraid to reach out to people. You're afraid to talk yeah. to people. And so yeah. these conversations that we're having right now that, like, I've had with Trista, I've had with a couple other people from Masters. Um, Callie Azell just recently did an episode of a podcast and talked about Masters Commission. I want to, I want to uh, yeah. And talked about it being a cult. But, like, all of us now are coming out of this. And this was in, when was this? 2005?
1: 2005, yep.
0: Like the summer, it was the, so, the fall
1: of 2005. Yeah, August. it was
0: so long ago, and we're all just now coming to the place where, like, we can openly mm-hmm. talk about it and discuss yeah. it with each other. And it's not, you know, because when cause after we got kicked out, one of the things that um the director said to me was, like, you know, don't be one of those bitter people who just hates everything and hates God no, and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And so I didn't want to be that, but also yeah. at the same time, it was like, this isn't a good thing.
1: No, not at so, <laughs> So I yeah. can
0: criticize it
1: without yeah, being absolutely. bitter. You know, what's yeah. really funny when you asked me first to talk about it, um, I was nervous that you were all for matters and was so against it <laughs> that I was like, oh, really? no, I hope, I was like, I pray to God. I was like, I don't think she's like that anymore. I was like, but like, I pray to God that like, I don't say something negative that like offends her. Like, I don't know how, you know, my thoughts Girl, I wasn't feeling feeling even all unnatural. in it
0: when I was in it.
1: Right. We were I we were both very rubble. We were very northeast Philly Jersey that we just like didn't give a shit about anything. We did what we wanted were going to do and that was that. Um but yeah, I was like, "Oh god, I hope I'm not like too negative." But now that I I'm so glad that you told me that other people feel this way. It just it makes my it very, validation yeah, real. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because I tell people, like I even tell like my boyfriend now, you know, um, about my culty college, and he kind of like laughs at it. And I tell other people, and they could just they just kind of like chuckle. And I'm just like, you don't understand like what I went through. We, like not for nothing. Like yeah, it was a cult, but I I, I almost feel like it was like a dream. Like we yes. saw some shit. Do you remember? And again, going back to Wendy. Do you remember when Wendy attacked you in church? And no. she claimed, stop it, because I'm gonna feel no. like a crazy person right now. No, girl, I'm gonna feel I like a crazy person. I'm
0: blacked out so okay. much of the stuff. Like, okay.
1: So we were having-scratch me. Listen, we were having like one do you remember those like intense like warfare prayers? So yes. for any of your audience that doesn't know like what a warfare prayer is, it's just like a heavily prayer thing where people are like speaking in tongues we're singing we're screaming we're yelling it's it's if you haven't experienced it it's people very weird right? yeah it's like it's hard to explain but it was like a warfare prayer and you didn't have to go you could go if you wanted to it was just like at a like a wednesday I night feel at like, like nine. if you did not go you were judged for sure
2: so. <laughs> but anyway
1: i'm i went to what we were all all of us um and I remember Wendy going to the bathroom. She came back and she had black eyes. She had black eyes and she fucking attacked you, dude. She came across a chair and choked you out. And it took like five of us to get her off of you. She scratched you up. You were completely oblivious. I don't know what was like protecting you, but something was. And then everyone brought her to a corner and prayed for her, and this like black spirit like thing See, came I out remember
0: of her. she scratched me, yeah, because I definitely wasn't paying attention to like no. her or what was going you were on, in and your I, I own remember thing. being scratched.
1: Yeah, you were in and your being own pissed. thing. Yeah,
0: now I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it yeah, was- because I you know what. Okay, so I definitely <laughs> barely remember that, but I do remember I wasn't too fond of her <laughs> oh no all right
1: but like <laughs> yeah oh my god but um me and her were really cool friends too like we were really close and I just remember because I, I had a scar her... on,
0: on my face for a really long time after that
1: yeah I okay? had passed her on the bath, like going to the bathroom and I looked at her and she would always be like hey girl what's up you know what I mean and she didn't say anything to me and I looked at her and her eyes were glazed over and they were black, dude. I never, and I was like, Wendy, she looked at me and if fucking looks could kill man. I've never been more terrified in my life than I was of, of her. And she was such a simple person. She was so simple, yeah. so yeah. little, so frail. And I was scared. And I was like, uh. There's so many people going, going
0: through stuff and people who were like genuinely had mental health issues yeah. that needed help. Like that 1, really genuinely just needed support and love and like actual psychiatric help. There's a lot of people who went there to get fixed. Yeah, and
1: then thought they, they, that, they that, that was and thought that that's what was going to happen. That God mm-hmm. and prayer was going to help them, was going to heal yeah. them, and they ended up just going to girls and guys classes.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that's not what they needed. We that...
1: needed doctors. We needed therapists. Yeah. They after you know Katie and Wendy's death, we they needed a therapist to yeah. talk to us, and we just had to pretend like, oh, it just happens willy nilly, like it is what it is. Yeah, we no. were just
0: supposed to pick up and, and like and go back on. to
1: school and yeah.
0: act like everything was normal and it and it just wasn't,
1: you know, yeah, at all. But like, do- Masters is my Roman Empire. <laughs> I think about it all the time. I think about everybody that I met. I think about you. I think about Chelsea, Callie, uh, Trista, Maddie. So many people I think about now and, and that I'm very good friends with on social media and I follow them and they follow me back. And, and we've watched each other grow on social media into the men and women that we are today with children. Like you have a beautiful daughter now. You have your own podcast. Um, you know, Trissa lives in California doing her own thing. And, you know, Chelsea's married with, you know, her son. And and it's just, it's so wild that we all experienced this crazy thing. I think it should be like on TV. I really Well do. when I was
0: watching, did you watch the Hill Songs documentary?
1: No, I want to, but I I truly love Hillsong song that I don't want it to like be sad and like crumble my childhood. Is it bad? It's it's
0: well, it's gonna very much take you back to this. Oh, it, when I when I watched it, it I triggering? was back in masters because oh, it, it was so much the same. We listened, to, we used so much of their formula and yeah. their music. Mm-hmm. and those things and so yeah it was very like oh wow and it's gonna bring things back to your memory and the thing about it is some of the things that make things a cult is whenever you start depriving people of sleep mm-hmm. and you start overworking people and you're depriving them of eating of mm-hmm. food you're depriving them of healthy food you're not allowing them to work so they don't have their own money they can't be self-sufficient
2: mm-hmm. all
0: of those things then can lead to almost like a brain fog to where yeah. you don't remember some of the things that happened. You don't, you know, you forget parts. I f- totally forgot. I was completely attacked in like
1: a crazy prayer session, you know, I will and never forget that things... just because I watched, I physically watched you. And even still today, I'm like, did that even happen? Did that happen? And that, and or was I just, way. and I'm, am I just crazy? Like, was that just like a dream? was masters an entire dream to me do you
0: remember when we spent literally were you there when we spent 24 hours learning the cup song I don't know if you were there are
1: you joking I literally would fight people because I wanted to be the best and the I guy just that, taught us, that the guy that taught us the cup thing it got to the point where there was Thirty of us in my in my like team or whatever. I don't think you were a part of my team. No, but... we were in
0: this big warehouse.
1: Yeah, we were in so a huge warehouse.
0: Anna Kendrick, the the Cup Girl, and <laughs> we had to learn that backwards and forwards. I don't know what the point of it was. We mm-hmm. were locked in that building and we did not have food. Okay, and I no, swear we didn't have food.
1: Thirsty. Water. We were there for like twelve hours or yeah. more. And like, we were it not was, it, was allowed, it was all night. We were not allowed to leave until every single person got it completely right. For like a full round. And then like we had to go, so then you had glass. to move
0: the cups around in a circle,
1: mm-hmm. and, and if everybody
0: one... had to get it right, or you yeah. had to start over.
1: If one person messed up, you had to start over, and we couldn't People leave. were
0: breaking down. People were crying. Mm-hmm. I was trying to actively leave. <laughs> You're like, I'm done with this. No, girl, me. I was like, somebody so, has to let me out of here.
1: The guy that taught, what was the guy, do you remember the guy's name that, like, actually taught us that? Mm-mm. Okay, but you know who I'm talking about. He had, like, glasses. He was, like, the photographer for, like, a lot of things that we did.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So he was on our team, and it got – he was the one that taught us that. So he was, like, you know, like, I'll miss her Big Shot, like, I can do, like, whenever. And I remember I fought everybody to make sure that I was the last one to be the anchor so that way but for the – final time that it came down to it was just me and him versus and if I beat him we got to leave we didn't leave until three o'clock in the morning but I, I finally beat him probably would have cried I finally beat him <laughs> we left at three o'clock in the morning and I was like put me as the anchor I'll do it I'm gonna beat him I'm I'm not leaving here until I do it and I got like enraged I will never forget that and then I remember coming home like, after I got kicked out I would like show my friends like the cup stuff and like the, the there was like stuff. different there was like different beats too like there was different stuff that we would do yeah it wasn't just I like mean, it, the Anna it Kendrick was. I mean, it was like the no. normal Anna Kendrick one like the dit, 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 yeah dire. it was that but then there was like other beats and like I'm well one of I the got beats... put
0: in like this little like elite group so mm-hmm. there was like four of us oh, and we had to people. learn we had to learn the like extreme version of it
1: yeah we learned that one too Girl, um, I was, it was a, I, it, was, I remember it was, it was the beat from Drumline, dude, do you remember, it was the beat from Drumline, the movie Drumline, oh my god, it was, that it was the, the hard one, from Drumline, and that was the hard one, and I was like, and I remember coming home after I got picked out, I remember coming home and teaching all my church friends, because I was still in church, you know, and then I was like 18, 19, and I remember going to church, youth group, and I was like, you want to learn something real cool? <laughs> I was so cool, dude. And I was like, I got this, like, really cool copy. <laughs> and I thought everyone, like, their own parts And we did it. And then we did it for, like, my whole church. And they thought we were, like, the coolest fucking thing. So dumb. Oh,
0: what was the gosh. point of that? What, like, that is what I need to know. I just, I need somebody I to tell to me. Yeah, I need to know what the point. It can be ridiculous. But I really <laughs> would like to know what. The point of that was, and because I almost, we were there for a
1: day. <laughs> I and... almost, like, you asked the movie Holes with Shia LaBeouf, the movie hole, the Disney movie Holes yeah. with Shia LaBeouf. You know how they're like, why are we digging holes? And it's like, because it builds character. It's like, why are yeah. we doing this to build character? Like, I feel like the entire time we were at Masters was like, it's building character. What fucking character are we building? <laughs> like, a psychotic, like, weirdo? Like, what is happening?
0: So I think the last thing that I kind of want to touch on is, so how do you, how did you personally recover from this? Like, what were the steps that you took to kind of heal from that whole experience?
1: Honestly, I'm not. Um, I still battle with a lot of stuff. I've been in therapy for years. Um, I am a very gullible person. I believe a lot of stuff. If I see a TikTok video that says, if you eat this, you will lose 20 pounds in two days. I will go out and buy it. I am that girl. Um, but I was also very, very sheltered. You got to understand from the time I was in kindergarten, I was in a Christian school to the time I was in 10th grade. Um, then I went to a public school. I was shoved into church. Then I went to a Christian college. Then my mom passed away. Then I... Um, I was introduced to the world we know now. We went through a pandemic. We went through all these different things, what the government tells us to do. And, you know, with work and just everything else, I've been very sheltered Um, and I'm not healed. There are, again, it is my Roman empire where I think about it constantly. Um, I talk to people about it and they look at me like I have 10 heads. Mm -hmm. they look at me like i'm a freak like i'm a weirdo and like i'm lying about these things they're like oh she's that like weird church girl i'm not healed from it um i never in a million years would have put master's commission and the word cult together until Trista told me that i was in a cult um and i still to this day cannot believe that i was in a fucking cult um, you think of cult like you know in the middle of the field doing shrooms and wearing white robes and following. Okay, Jared Leto. besides
0: the shrooms, we were in the middle of the field, definitely. We <laughs> For on.
1: sure, but like you think of like Jared Leto and his you know little band of people wearing white robes and doing shrooms. That's what you think of a cult. You never would have thought of what we were doing as culty, and I am still not healed. It's very triggering. It's very tra- traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still seeking out a therapist who can understand and not You're judge like religious me trauma. Yeah, and yeah. not judge me because that is different. It's a different trauma. It is a religious trauma. And, um, you know, people are so like, oh, Christianity and the world is raised on Christianity and Catholicism and blah, blah, blah. And the Bible says this and the Bible says that. And finding a therapist that can truly sit down and talk to me and believe me, believe everything that I went through is the hardest thing I've ever had to endorse. I think I, I just
0: unlocked a new career that I now need to become a religious <laughs> trauma therapist.
1: Dude, if you were a religious trauma therapist, the amount of money that you would make is like astronomical. I feel like there are so many other people out there that not can totally just... do
0: it. I just I would just got to get my counseling license, which I honestly Well, <laughs> because... because I um I have my masters in social work. Oh, so, shit, I now. just need to be yeah. licensed, but I can work I can work in a counseling setting not necessarily a clinical counseling therapist setting, but yeah. That would be amazing. I've had other friends who weren't in masters. Um, I have a really great friend named Dan who grew up very similar to the way that we did. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: we've talked about this before. And I I think that a religious trauma therapist would be amazing for so many people. Because there's other people I've talked to from masters recently. I actually have some other people lined up Mm-hmm. that I really want to interview because I want this to be part of a whole series yeah. that I do, but so many of them, Amanda, have not healed either. They're in the same place, and yeah. I mean, they, they're bursting out in tears as yeah. soon as we're talking about it because it's that fresh. It's that on the surface still. Yeah,
1: it's like the second, you know, you you ask me about certain things, it's like I'm, I'm I've been holding back tears this entire time. I've also been drinking wine, but Um, (laughs) yeah, but, um, you know, it's like I'm flooded with memories that I didn't even remember that I remembered. Yeah, You know what I mean? And it's so wild and so bizarre. And I really do think that, that there needs to be more religious therapists out there. I work with a kid I'm a manager in retail now and I work with, um, he's gay. Uh, This kid, he's such an amazing soul, such an amazing spirit. And his parents are pastors. And he bought some pants the other day, girl pants that they weren't like skinny jeans. They were just like normal, like mom jeans. They look normal on him. And they made him return it because they were women's jeans. And they were like, no, you're a man. And you know what I mean? And he's so discouraged. And just like stuff like that, that he's going through that he doesn't know how to deal with. He's 18 years old. He's trying to figure out his life between being in a religious family and being gay, and being the the one out his family, but has to pretend that he's not out for his segre- for you know for his congregation, especially being parents uh you know his parents being pastors. Um, yeah, they're thousand mm-hmm. percent needs to be advocates for children and for adults like me and you mm-hmm. that can help us heal and get through this craziness that we went through. Right. For sure. I think that was and I, and I hope you.
0: that more people start coming forward too yeah. and and wanting to talk about their different experiences, you yeah. know, um,
1: there I mean there's so many angles. Yeah. I could talk for hours on master. Right. And just our experiences and just our day-to-day and and our living situations and what we went through and what we saw and However, we all endured the same thing, but we all have a completely different story. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think there needs to be so many more therapists out there for us. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much for Absolutely. joining me on here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I
0: definitely will definitely be hitting you back up for, for, another, for another part of this yeah, part two. Um, absolutely, because I, I know that there's still people out there working through of like the so what do we do now? Like how? Yeah, where do we, where do we go from here?
1: Right.
2: Where do we go and, from
1: here?
0: Exactly. And and, um, and I would love to talk to you about that because for me, not. it took me it, it took me years.
2: Are to, you healed? To Has anyone asked you from that? It.
0: Are you healed? Are you recovering no. from it? I don't know. Nobody's ever asked me that before. Well, you know i th- you i feel? think that i have the best best friend in the world chelsea Yeah, and we've been able to have these conversations for a long time and i think mm-hmm. that has really helped with yeah. both of us mm-hmm. talking about it and talking through it um yeah and her not being defensive or feeling like I was bitter because I got kicked out, you know what I mean? Or anything yeah. like that. And, and we've been able to have those conversations, but when we were just sitting here talking to, about Katie, I couldn't even breathe. So yeah. like, so yeah. there's still so much pain and hurt
2: mm-hmm.
0: and things. And, you know, I, I always was a confident girly. Yeah. And during those years that I was there, I, my self-esteem was negative, yeah. you know, and it took me years to build my self-esteem back up right. and believe in myself and believe yeah. that like I could make a decision, you know, that I could be right, mm-hmm. um, that I wasn't the devil, that it, that I wasn't evil. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. you know, that I wasn't somehow like cursed. I, yeah. I really, um, right now I, I suffer from chronic illness and I had, I had two surgeries while I was in master's. And Mm -hmm. I felt so... I
1: remember. You had that, like, (laughs) cyst.
0: Oh, my tailbone. Yeah, it was on your tailbone. Oh, you poor Uh, thing. I remember that.
1: Oh, my God. Girl, that
0: thing was so terrible. But, like, (laughs) they made me... They would tell me I had unchecked sin in my life, and that's why I was sick, you know, because there was something not right inside of me. I I wasn't right with God, and that's why God was punishing me with being sick. Wow. I still have those, like, fleeting thoughts in my head you know, of like, Stop it. uh, and it's, and it's hard to kind of get that out. So I guess on that yeah. end, I would say that I, I'm not healed. Cause yeah. I still, still really want to be able to, you know, get yeah. to the other side and it takes a really long time.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And like, and again, being an advocate on my side for, you know, the LGBTQ,
2: mm-hmm. as
1: much as I am, I battle with that. Where it's like, I was kicked out for being friends with a lesbian, And I battle with, you know, being brainwashed as, oh, you're going straight to hell because you're friends with these certain people and they're going straight to hell because of the way that they choose to live their life. And I have to physically talk to myself and be like, shut the fuck up. That's (laughs) dumb. You sound moronic. These are... Everyday people just like you and me, and they choose to live their life the way that they do, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with it. And I will constantly, no matter what my brain tells me, I will always be an advocate for the LGBTQ um, plus, and yeah, I don't care who tries to stop me. I will do my best to stop them. Right. And right. I battle with that all the time. Yeah. Um,
0: it's... I mean, some of my, I mean, like, uh, my, most of my friends got kicked out for being gay, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh, like, oh, one of, I, we were about to go on our missions trip to Morocco, and my boy, Who? like, a little gay heart, he, uh, <laughs> Logan, Do I know he him? got kicked out, were you, I don't know if you were, I don't think you were there.
1: Was he a first year or second year?
0: Was he? I don't remember. I think oh, he was okay. a first year.
1: Mm, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah,
0: but um, yeah, he he got kicked out. He got kicked and... out for being gay. Yeah.
2: Wow. <laughs>
1: wow.
0: Yeah. Man, they spotted them, huh? They were quick. Man, from a Jeez, from a gotcha. mile away. <laughs> but um. Oh God. You know, one thing that I was talking to someone about about masters was, you know, a lot of these people went there to get fixed from being gay yeah that's why they went because they yeah. truly believed that through prayer and mm-hmm. supplication and Bible reading that they would be able to get delivered from the spirit of homosexuality and yeah. the havoc that that wreaked on them because that's you can't get rid of that yeah. so you know they were going they were trying to go there to get
1: fixed or and yeah.
0: And then they were treated so bad while they were there and made to feel ashamed. And then I can't, we can't even get on a conversation of the conversion therapy side to that. We so will be here for another hour.
1: Like, oh, God. Yeah. I, like when people ask me about it or when I talk about it, I'm like, I, I could literally talk to you for hours and hours and hours. I could have an entire segment right. on TikTok, 60 seconds on TikTok, of, you know, and become famous on everything we all endured on it. Right. That's and I think how about crazy that too it and
0: I'm like, I should start doing little like.
1: <laughs> you should you should do little like snippets on TikTok, and yeah. it'll get people to you know even more people to join in. And there's so many more people that have been to culty places. Well, there's and... others
0: other masters commissions out there as well.
1: And... Oh, for sure. My friend, my friend um, Christian went to the Florida one, and was telling me all about it and how it was super culty. But... <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, there's so many more people out there that you could have on your podcast, yeah. for sure. Well,
0: I want you guys to make sure that you go check out another podcast called Eyes Wide Open by a fellow uh, culty college alum. Uh, her name is Callie Azelle. The first episode is called Surviving Life in the Cult, and the second is Escaping Life in the Cult. And I think those are are really great to to listen to and kind of give you uh, just another perspective on this and like I said I want to turn this into a series so I hope you guys um, please continue to tune in and follow along because I really want to kind of bring to light what this place did to a lot of people Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of different masters commissions out there in the US and there's a lot of other people who are hurting But, you know, thank you so much again, Amanda, for joining us on this episode of Politics But Make It Fashion. Come interview with me. I am your host, Amber Viola. You can find us on TikTok at Politics But Make It Fashion. We're on Instagram Mm -hmm. at Politics But Make It Fashion 1. And you can follow us along on Facebook at Politics But Make It Fashion. And make sure you give our YouTube a subscribe. Ding that bell at Politics But Make It Fashion. And we will chat soon. 72 hours of hell my time in the va is out now on amazon this short story is about my time being in the veterans affairs hospital on a voluntary 72 hour hold this journey through involuntary hold was marked by humiliation broken promises and a profound sense of vulnerability. My path towards seeking help was extremely challenging. Despite the setbacks faced, I hope my journey will lead other veterans and anyone else facing mental health issues to the care and support they might desperately require. 72 Hours of Hell, My Time in a VA is available now on Amazon Kindle.